Hi everyone, welcome back to Thinking Aloud, a podcast of Boys to Men Foundation where we discuss lots of interesting topics and where we just chill and have a good time. My name is Richard Nzeku and today I have two amazing guests with me, Emmanuel Nwachuku and Ayobami Bamiboye. And today we're going to be talking about therapy, but specifically the taboo surrounding therapy in our culture. Firstly, I'll just put the question to you guys. Do you think that there is, in fact, a sort of taboo around therapy, especially in certain cultures? Okay, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I actually do think so. Um, and I think it's even more, would I say, endemic here in Nigeria. Like, it's really, really a big issue. Um, and basically, ther- therapy taboo is when people don't, People who actually do need mental health therapy don't go for one because of some mental blocks. Like maybe they perceive um, therapy is just for people who have mental illness or people who are deranged, and it's um, they probably won't not want to identify as someone who is deranged, or they probably don't want to be seen. Because you know they, they won't talk to friends about it, they won't tell parents about it. Even when they tell parents or friends about it, they're like, it's nothing, it's just life, everyone has this. Just or oh, pray to God or uh <laughs> God will take care of it or something like and that's when religion comes into play. So I actually do think it's is really, really um a significant problem here in Nigeria especially. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, you know, for me, the whole idea of a taboo thing sort of like a prohibition faced from a cultural perspective, right? And I think that religion is an essential part of culture. And so, just like Ayabami said, so there's this thing where, you know, no matter the form of um, mental illness, you know, it takes, if it's depression or mild psychosis, or even though it's serious psychosis, mm-hmm. These things are seen as evil spirits. You understand? It's like you are hearing voices and you are seeing things. Ah, it's like they've caught up with you, something like that. <laughs> so uh, there, there are all these things around it that um, make it seem like it's not something that you should have. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have this. If you don't have it, you shouldn't talk about it. Don't take it out. Let it be inside our family. Let it be inside the space, and we settle mm-hmm. it together. So I, I and and I, and I think that it's it shows in so many other facets as well, you know, um, you know the obvious neglect, even constitutionally speaking and health-wise, on the mental side of things. You know, um, there are no facilities enough for that to account for that. Like the government does not even look at it. It's not. It doesn't feel like a problem. And it's funny how when you look at some stats in some, uh, you know, mental issues like suicide now, I think we're just behind Zimbabwe. We are only behind Zimbabwe. So it's a prevalent issue, but it's not something that is taken as serious. So it clearly shows that it's not, it's not something people want to talk about. So yeah, I totally agree with your family. Yeah, I think um, I agree with both of you, especially Emmanuel, what you just said about um, the government not taking it seriously as well. That adds to the whole thing because it's not just that people don't want to go for therapy it's also like like how how do you expect people to what is the incentive if the government the authorities don't even address it at all so people don't even think it's something that is worth investing in 
obviously you're going to have a situation where people don't even want to go because it's just like it's not seen as something that is even important you know and, and like both of you say like this is where religion comes into play because people will by default just say it, it, it has to do with religion or oh, pray about it or go for deliverance you know and sometimes you know i ask myself like what is the difference between deliverance and therapy it's just i guess you could say deliverance is like a very uh, maybe even extreme spiritual cleansing so it seemed like a very rigorous thing that would definitely get rid of what is plaguing you but i think when you think of therapy it's like what's that why do i want my business out there but i mean in the same way your pastor also knows your business sometimes so you know like it just shows to me the different you know the different levels to which we're comfortable with letting people know what is wrong with us if it's a spiritual guide fine they can know because they have the best intentions even if we don't know if their intentions are pure or not but if it's a therapist it's like no we don't want that because what is talking going to do and i think there's a few reasons why people wouldn't want to do it you know like a lot of people view talking to somebody about your problems as um a weakness of some sort it's like oh if you're breaking down by this that means you're not strong enough to even go through life like you know life is like that but you know at the same time like everybody is different and you know apart from that another thing is also that like people are just ashamed of having to admit that they're talking to people about their problem yeah yeah i mean just to you know piggyback of what you just said on the whole idea of talking to somebody makes you weak right you see that it's just it, it has it has a vibe of you know, deal with your problems, bro. Everybody has problems. Do you understand? But there's one quote that I like. I found it very profound. And it says, it goes something like, it is no good measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. So it's like, if you are, the society is sick, but you are thriving in it. You cannot pride, you are not healthy. You are, you are actually sick. And I think people pride themselves in mm-hmm. things like that. And you see it, um, you know, showing particularly in areas like, and I might be guilty of this sometimes, like boarding houses. You go to boarding houses and you face some traumatic experiences. But you come out and you're boasting, ah, oh, you do not go to boarding house, ah, you've not seen like, you've not seen like, you know, it's kind of like pride that people get from suffering and, you know, going through these um, problems. And they try to project it on other people as well, like, you know, deal with the problems. But like you said, we all have different breaking points. Um, you know, just like the quotes, you know, highlights. You, you you think you are fine, but you are not fine. And it will show. It will show in your relationship with people. It will show in your relationship with your children. It will show. It just becomes this endless vicious circle. Yeah. How can we try to promote more awareness? Or I guess just let people realize that there's a need to actually consider therapy and not to be ashamed about therapy because i feel like it is a very difficult task especially when you're dealing with a culture of people it's not going to be easy to let people know that okay yeah let me try this thing because a lot of people they want they don't want their business out at all it's like whatever we want we'll deal with it within the family even if they can't even deal with it within the family so you know there, there are different levels to the seriousness of how therapy is shunned and i'm just wondering like what do you guys think are some ways how can we 
get people more involved in considering therapy. Therapy might help some people, it might not help others, but it is something that definitely, I think it's an exercise that people should be willing to commit to at some point because they may discover some things about the way they, about the ways they feel. So how do you guys think we can promote that awareness? Well, the way I do think uh, we can promote that awareness because this is all about changing the way the mindset of the average Nigerian, changing the way our mind works, what exactly are the immediate thoughts that comes up um, at the maybe occurrence of, I don't know, uh, when we see uh, a therapy, uh, maybe placement, I mean, when, when we think about going to therapy, what are the automatic thoughts that comes to mind? I think the way we can actually influence the thought of the average Nigerian is through the the, the things we do believe in, like the, the, the institutions we do hold valuable, like religion, um, churches, um, mosques, um, getting these imams and pastors to really understand the true value of therapy and understand how practical it is and how real it is and how it is not it is not um it is not an opposite to whatever their religion preaches that they um, both can actually work together like imagine the pastor instead of just saying uh you just go pray maybe augmenting that with okay i have someone you can be meeting or maybe someone in church you can be meeting from time to time to like talk about your issues and everything so i feel the vehicle that do that we do see as problematic to therapy or adoption of therapy in nigeria can actually be used to pro i mean to help with the awareness so churches moxies and also maybe and through schools yeah so yeah those are the things i do education I mean, and, and i think it's interesting that you you find that we we kind of have those structures already you know there are counselors in churches they actually do have counselors in churches they actually do have counselors for students as well but the problem is always trying to separate that counseling bit from you mm -hmm. know the religious bit like it's very difficult to isolate it because certainly you're going to a church you're going to meet a pastor to get counseling mm -hmm. and then um typically you know a a psychotherapy session is supposed to be a, if, if a safe space where you can say all and every. And then mm -hmm. there's that concern of ah, my pastor, how like my pastor that I did so and so that certainly doesn't align with religious beliefs or who you are. So it's not it's not as effective because it's not a safe space at the end of the day. So indeed, I think that um, like I have already said, these structures have to be in place. Then for the ones that already exist, they have to be able to um, expunge those spaces of judgment and you know criticism so that people feel safe. But I think something else again, I think it's very important, and I like to always address problems like this is validation of the concerns of people. Like you have to, it, it, it's not, I don't think, I usually don't believe that it's enough to dismiss people's concerns, right? So you see, first of all, you start from the point of um, why should I talk to a stranger? about my problem. It doesn't have context to me. 
who is who is the person. So obviously, it's there's that anxiety that at least comes from talking to therapists, like a normal thing. And I think that therapists will also tell you that. In fact, I think therapists will tell you that if you are not anxious, then there's a problem. You are not confronting your feelings. So I think making them understand that see, it's fine to have this reservation. It's actually okay to feel anxious about talking to somebody you've never met before, somebody that you might not even know anything about at the end of the day, because it's just like a one-sided conversation, more or less. But these people are trained. They've gone through series and series and series of training for this. Secondly, it's fine that it's difficult to find good therapists in Nigeria. I was reading this Zikoko article at some point, talking about some terrible experiences of people who had the therapists. Some of them have sexual advances to them. Some of them blatantly torn the therapy sessions to a sort of like moralistic um, session. Maybe some of them come out as being a particular orientation as far as the sexuality is concerned, and that it, it, it becomes a whole conversion therapy session, like a whole lot of all these things. So it, it's difficult to find therapists, right? So that is valid. But rest assured that they are very, they are excellent therapists out there. They are people that you can, you know, turn to that would actually help you. And I think the final straw with is awareness generally self-aware like not awareness as but not in the sense of educating other people i think that's secondary i think the primary is yourself educating yourself about you know the mental health the implications the things that you think are normal that are really not normal and when you build that sense of awareness then you are well poised to educate other people about it then you are well poised to not judge other people when they tell you they are saying things or they are hearing voices in their head then it, it doesn't sound foreign or spiritual to you when people are telling you that they cannot sleep or they cannot eat, you know, all these things become normal to you. So it's self-awareness. So I think it's a very useful part of it. And there is something I would like to add. Um, so here is how I think we can actually begin this right now. And that is not seeing therapists as, oh, some professional, um, some prof- like not yeah well therapy is a profession right but anybody can be you just need to be there to listen and mm-hmm. as Emmanuel said don't dismiss this there, there, there are some standard principles that anybody could replicate be there to listen those don't dismiss the feelings look for like just uh, find solutions try to understand the context like there are basic principles that anyone can actually do so while I just adding adding to Emmanuel's point because I actually do agree with that very much. Um, while you get aware of it, I mean of of the potential or the positive benefits of therapy, um, and you are able to you are able to not react like the average Nigerian, you can actually help people to see it from that perspective by by presenting the positive um, positive aspects or the the true implication of, I mean, the true meaning of therapy to people in practice by, okay, do you, do you see someone who is probably having a bad day, speak to the person about it. Over time, mm-hmm. the person builds a positive, builds up a positive view yes. of therapy. And when they also can replicate it. So with that, you can create, effect, so. yeah, you can create that ripple effect. So it begins with you and I, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And I just wanted to just say one more thing, just on the issue of awareness generally and acknowledging people's reservations. Therapy is expensive. It is expensive. Like, like that's for professional care and everything. Just like Ayobami said, you know, you can get, because I think that um, one of our, um, one of my mentors, she said something like, 
people are always averse to the idea of therapy when they are receiving therapy every day when you call your friend and you're explaining your problems to him that's therapy you call your mom and you're trying to explain problems that's therapy <laughs> you, are, you are talking about a problem and you feel better afterwards so but i guess professional help is expensive and i think that's where you know the whole um governmental bodies come in right so they need to be structured healthcare structures in place are sort of like accommodates that eases down this course right you go to yaba and you know the, i think there's a neuropsychiatric hospital there where you see people sitting now like people that you know they have serious mental illnesses that need to be attended to but they cannot be attended to they are torn down because they do not have the money to pay for it right so i think the government needs to get deliberate about putting structures in place that would help sort of lessen the cost effects on people that actually do need this help I mean there are efforts by non governmental organizations the most popular money you know the mentally aware Nigerian charity for as so much they can do and 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 I, and I think it's my understanding that most of them that actually work there they are voluntary staff right so there's so much that you can do without a source of funding a, a backing right Mm. So why all these are great? Yeah, there's a whole lot of other initiatives out there, and I'm sure we'll talk about it at the end of the session. But generally, the government has a critical role to play. In fact, enacting it's probably a mental health act or something. It's 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 going to be a profound step and sort of like reducing that cost impact that it has on people. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It has to start from it has to start from above because if it doesn't, then those of us at the bottom so to speak are not going to be incentivized to even or even enabled to receive the services that we need how about we meet up where i actually feel i feel while we can the change can begin from the top it can also begin from the bottom so no i mean neither parties has to go the full length of the journey like yeah, the solution just comes from both ends. So yeah, that's what I actually think. Yeah, no, I actually, that's, I agree with you as well. It, it's not just the government because yeah, the government can make it very accessible. And then if an individual doesn't want to go, then it's like for nothing, you know? So definitely it has to be from both. But in just thinking about the way Nigeria, for example, works, like the government, like we don't, we know that this, this is not something that is even talked about in the sense of like, okay, for if you compare it to like, maybe a country like the US where they try to implement these kinds of programs for people in mental health, not just like general health care for like, you know, the things that we're used to, but mental health. I think in just looking at the Nigerian system, it's not something that we really um, try to create policy around because we don't even really talk about it in the first place, you know? So that's why I'm like really emphasizing that the higher ups need to do some more work, but that doesn't exempt people who actually, you know, like communities on a communal level, you, your friends, you know, family, we all have a responsibility to do it. But I just feel like, you know, there has to be a push from somewhere to make it easier, but yeah. So have, have either one of you done therapy? And if so, have, like, how did you find it? Yeah, yeah, I do therapy a lot, uh, both giving and receiving. Um, and I am privileged to have like friends who are ready to hear. Um, over time, we tend to build this trust in each other that we can tell each other anything. And this is such that it is quite easy. I can just be like, hey, 
I'm coming over to your room. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we, I'm having weird thoughts, and, um, and, and it really does help because even the mere, the mere act of listening or the mere act of processing the feelings and making it into a story, cause and effect. Like, okay, this, this happened, and it made me feel this way. Like that already solves a large portion of the problem. Like being able to process it. So. Um, and, and, and that really, really does help. So um, I would say I, I do give and receive it at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that. So I'm drawing back to my first experience of therapy. I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, it was in a religious setting. So I met this store and I'm sort of like, you know, told him the issue I had, but I could see it in his face that he. I do not know whether to call it um, a religious disappointment. <laughs> like in the problem that that explains like this scene. <laughs> so I, I I just I just I, that, that was the end. That was the end of that. I didn't go back there, and I just had this reservation from that moment about opening up, right? But I think that recently I don't know if it's. Maybe this is me not being well informed, but I think there has been this increased awareness as far as mental issues is concerned recently. And people, more and more people are speaking about, about it. And I think that was a push to just, you know, welcome once again the idea of just talking. And indeed it has helped. It's not gotten up to the professional level yet, but I think it's mostly amongst my friends, right? So it's like whenever I have, I don't shy away from calling people and telling them how far I actually need your help in one or two things. And I sort of just pour it out there. And then they listen, I am empathetic enough to give useful feedback. And sometimes when I just really want them to listen, they just listen. They're just very patient and everything. So in that sense, certainly yes. And I think I help me sometimes. Sometimes I'm fortunate enough for people to see me as somebody that they can, you know, call as well to get guidance on matters as well. But my first professional experience was that it has come to this point where I'm now, you know, more open to the idea. So I imagine that possibly if um, there's a need for it, I'll certainly be open to the idea of you know, professional um, um, psychotherapy session. And also just to reiterate what Emmanuel said, he made a point that um, while amongst his friends, it might seem it might the awareness might be increasing it doesn't necessarily represent the general nigerian population and um emmanuel and i were friends we have like similar group of friends so <laughs> i would say the same thing applies to me so the fact that i'm saying oh yeah um i'm, I'm while i'm receiving i mean i'm having to give therapy sessions to like friends and um i have people to speak with it doesn't necessarily mean that in let's say Lagos or Nigeria yeah. as a whole, that is the general culture or it's been improving on an average. We all need to, I, I guess, let our guards down a bit sometimes when it comes to, you know, issues that we're going through because you'll find, you'll be surprised to see that you're not the only one going through mm -hmm. a certain issue. You'll be surprised at how many people can relate to what you're going through. And I find that a lot of people they just they don't process what they've gone through they just try and like okay yeah it's part of life whatever they try to just tune them tune it out of their lives and then they carry on thinking they're fine but they're really not and it like emmanuel was saying earlier it manifests itself 
in your relationships with your friends, with other people, with your children, even in old age, you know, all sorts of issues. So I just think it's important for us to be, to take a step back every once in a while, do a sort of mental exercise and process how you're feeling and be open to potentially discussing it with somebody so that you can have a release because even that release, even if they don't help you or give you a solution to your problem, the act of releasing what is on your mind can give you some sort of peace in some way. And that is better than just everything piling up inside and you feeling choked with it. So yeah, thank you so much guys for just talking about this and yeah. Thank you so much, Richard, for having yeah. us. Uh, just a final thought. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. I think for whoever is listening to this, you know, on the on the issue of awareness. So I think I just know a couple of, you know, organizations that help with mental issues. So of course I've mentioned money already, the mentally aware Nigerian initiative. That is the anti-suicide and depression squad. That is NDD and then that is the Stable Mind Foundation. So I think that if you just check online for any of our things, you see they are always willing and able to you know help i think the numbers are scattered around so you can only certainly reach out and i think the one thing i love about social media it has made it very easy so it's not even it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical one-on-one conversation anymore you can actually chat on twitter you can chat on whatsapp and you actually do get professional help like this. there are people that have given testimonies that just from chatting on whatsapp they've been able to navigate you know suicide ideations and just move out to a healthier and cleaner space mentally and and i think that now more than ever right because like you said richard a lot of people are running away from this problem but now in this especially in this lockdown period this isolation period this zoom era where you are left with your demons that's actually really what's happening now you you, you don't have any parts to run to around, you know distract your mind but so now people are starting to face the reality of because now you have to face it there's nothing you can do now so now you're left in your room alone what's going to happen now right so i think now more than ever we should open ourselves to the idea and now when you have social media and these guys are very really available willing to help certainly take advantage of it just wanted to just highlight great thank you mother all right thank you so much guys thanks so much for having us thank you so much thinking aloud is a production of boys to men foundation